Hello guys, welcome to the Transformation Game Plan Podcast, where we're going to be giving you the game plan to transform. It's an all-encompassing podcast about transformations, performance, physique, productivity, habits and chats, with some incredible guests chucked in along the way. So if you enjoy this podcast, then do me a favour, share it with a friend and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. I hope you are good. I hope you are well. I'm now going to be talking to you and showing you the story of Raj, an absolutely elite member of the Game Plan program who is taking on so many big challenges over her journey. Her kids now notice a difference. She has even more quality times. And no people think that fitness takes away from your family and your career. Well, Raj is evidence that that's not the case. So we've got a slightly different set of questions, as always. But what we're going to start with, very simply, um, is the question that Danielle left. And I think probably try and make this not about me, but the actual question, because I know you asked for it, so you prepped for it. But if a friend or family was to come to you and say that you, they want to coach, what is the top reason that you would tell them to do that as a coach? So for me, I think the single biggest thing is accountability. Um, so I think just having the discipline of, of tracking, logging, um, writing things down, but but more importantly, being accountable to someone. So because I see you once a week with my training, what I don't want to do is is rock up any any given week having not done the things I've committed to do in between. Yeah. Um. So so that for me is I mean there's loads of other benefits outside of even like the gym stuff we do like just some of the conversations we have um but but if i was to put one single thing down it would be accountability okay yeah i think most people probably agree with that um okay right so let's get into it then let's let's try and get as deep as we can because as you say you get to run away for two weeks after this so <laughs> i'm gonna ask you a very simple question which you're obviously not prepared for and if you was going to introduce yourself to the group for the first time again who is Raj and why is she joining the group? So I think I'm lots of things, <laughs> um, depending on when you see me. <laughs> so I think for me, I'm a mum. That's number one. I'm a mum to, uh, to two girls and they are my priority. And, and it's been just me and them, actually, for quite a long time up until relatively recently. So So everything I do pretty much revolves around them and trying to give them the best of me mm. um my career is really important to me so you know alongside that I'm I'm Raj I work in finance mm. <laughs> um so that's part of my identity um I'm crap at numbers when it comes to counting weights that I put on the bar at the gym I have a mental block but I'm generally quite good with numbers um and, and well, actually more recently <laughs> yeah. um more recently I'm Raj and I'm into my nutrition and fitness and I, I genuinely never thought I would ever become the person I've become but it's almost like become a bit of an obsession in a good way an obsession of outlet probably yeah like, and like almost almost it's become your escapism from oh from, massively from being mom, from being <laughs> from being the boss being career whatever it is um okay before you started training 
training. So obviously, well, to give context, Raj, you worked with a PT before, didn't you? For certain goals, yep. which weren't reached, but actually you found a love of actually lifting, didn't you? So yep. you did that for how long? Uh, about nine months. Yeah, so nine months of actually getting into the gym, learning to love the gym, and yeah, like has almost perfect form on all the lifts that we do. And then you've been in with us for how long now? Uh, since mid December. Yeah, that's fine. So, so really, probably if I'm if I'm realistic, since the start of January, because yeah. those last two weeks of December, I, I paid you, but I didn't really do very. Much. <laughs> that's what we like. Just just stay over there. Just shot the video. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so what were your three biggest struggles before you started fitness? Say, so the, let's say the twelve months inclusive of what you did before. What was the three biggest struggles? So my single biggest struggle, and I think I struggled even for the the nine months, has been probably the focus I put on nutrition. I think up until um, I'd say probably the last two or three years, I was really heavy with cardio. That was all I did. I did loads of running, and that's all I focused on. And what I ate and how much I ate, I never really gave any thought to. Um, and and I probably worked really hard in terms of, you know, the duration of my runs and how often I was running to almost compensate and probably did things the hard way, but it, it, it never really became an issue. I had, I had a milestone birthday and I lived through COVID and I, for me, properly piled on the pounds and I plateaued with my running to the point of, I couldn't physically run any more distance and therefore it didn't have any effect on on my body and I just because I've never ever really had to focus on nutrition I don't think I gave it the right level of value so I think that was probably my single biggest mm. struggle I think look we talk about this and, and it's probably a bit of an excuse but I'd say time so juggling you know up until pre-covid being a single mum with two girls and juggling a full-time job where I was commuting probably three hours a day to get to and from work. Mm. Um, by the time I got home of an evening, you know, getting myself to the gym or, you know, or doing anything just felt like effort. So, so that for me was a struggle. Um, and probably just in terms of the importance I placed on it. So, I guess I, I didn't see it as a priority. Yeah. And I think you say that now where you say time's an excuse and you didn't see it as a priority. If I'd have asked you that before you started, you'd you'd never have used those that terminology towards it. You've managed to no. build that into your life. So you said in lockdown, you piled on the pounds. Why do you, so why do you think that was? What were you not managing? What was the issue? And yeah, kind of how did that happen for you? So lots of things so I think lack of movement so my job you know I, I was stuck at home for, for the majority of it it's an office-based job I'm sat in front of a screen I sometimes don't even have time to pee between night teams calls mm. um, because I'm, I'm literally like glued to my screen from like eight in the morning to sometimes six in the evening and I didn't have the ability to say no to work stuff and, and I commented on the post there I've got so much better at that recently mm. um, and making time for me whether it's to go out for a walk whether it's to go to the gym 
when it's quiet during the day. Um, whereas I was never that person. So I would literally just sit on my bum all day. I think the other bit for me is when I was going into work, I probably had better portion control over what I was eating because, and, and some days I probably didn't eat very much at all because I was busy yeah. being at home all the time. Mm. I was eating a lot more. Yeah. But it was a gradual build of eating more. Um, and it's only that realisation when you look back and you think, I didn't really think it through. Just that mindlessness of it. Yeah. But I think that's Just, so easy know, to do, isn't it? I think it was boredom as well. So, like, being at home all the time, not being able to do very much. It's like, oh, let's bake, kids. Let's let's make and getting really creative over all the different things we were baking. Yeah. And again, it sounds really stupid, but not really thinking about the consequence. Yeah. And how many people turned into part-time alcoholics as well, by the way, just drinking because there was the only thing to do of an evening. Like you just yeah. saw a real behavior change, but lo- most of it revolved around an escape, didn't it? So yeah. if you, if, if God forbid, and if this happens, it's not my fault. We were to be plunged back into lockdown now with your job. What would you do differently? What 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 behaviours, what actions have you learned and picked up since probably this part of the coaching that now means that you you wouldn't suffer that same fate? It's probably the simple thing. So it's movement, whatever that movement looks like. So even if that's getting out and going for a walk, um, I'm I'm a bit like addicted to checking my steps <laughs> through mm. you know intervals during the day, and it it spurs me on to like get out and do that um I think that the food thing for me was a big I'm not going to beat myself up about it because I enjoyed myself and I loved it but I think for me it's that it's that realization of every action has a consequence um and just being mindful of it rather than being naive about it short short term thinking would be removed then because that's what it was wasn't it like I mean, God, I, I mean, I went through it as well. And I think, well, I think most of us did. I think I was at my biggest ever during lockdown. And then until I realised that it was getting really hot and I was like, why am I sweating walking? So I think so many people like went through it. Like I say, it's the short term element. Okay. And it's the mindset thing, Travis. So one of the things I did during lockdown, and I don't know if I've shared this with with everyone, I've probably told a couple of people, is I set myself a goal. I ran 12 half marathons that year. I did a half marathon. I want to say I did one each month, but during the summer I didn't. I just piled them all in at the end. Yeah, I was running loads, like, and it was having no impact on my body, my weight, my shape. Yeah. Um, and again, that was a massive realization because I think up until that point, I probably got away with it. Yeah. But so, so I probably did the same thing. I don't know about anyone else who picked up a new hobby during lockdown. I also started running and I and it it will never leave my head because as someone who thinks they're really fit, this is how I know I was out of shape. I decided that I was going to go for a half marathon. And when I say I could not walk for the next two days, I mean it. Like I could not move at all. And then so it's about realizations, but also about it's not always about output. Like, because the same thing, I run a half marathon and I come back to a freshly baked cake because goals and someone's baking cake. So why wouldn't you eat it? So that I think that's, yeah, I think you probably, everyone's sitting here resonating, particularly with that period of time. But actually it's the, it's the thought process. It's the, it's the mindset that we have with it that actually when something goes wrong, 
we look for an escape however that looks so then when something goes wrong on the day how often in the past did we then do the same thing because it doesn't have to be a six month thing it could be that you've had a really bad day like which we'll get into sort of this week in a bit like i know obviously you said about having a really stressful week it's handling those things isn't it it's that mindset to that short-term approach so talk to me then about all those struggles that you've had all those things that you've gone through before we get per- i suppose more personal what would you say your biggest strength is now so out of all those things that you've learned what is the one thing that you think is the the, the biggest strength you have now for your health and fitness education so i think knowing i suppose it's, it sounds really simple but understanding the consequences of my actions better okay what about that and probably coupled with like i suppose prioritizing me a little bit mm. so I, I never miss a gym session like even if i have a really shit gym session I never not show up. Yeah. Um, because doing something for me is better than doing like nothing. Um, and I think previously I probably would have let work, <laughs> work in the main, mm. get in the way of that and, and prioritize that because it's almost like, well, I can't, I can't leave in the middle of the day to to have a lunch break and go to the gym because somebody's put a meeting in my diary. Yeah, and it was always that I have to attend everything, and I have to, otherwise people think I'm really crap at my job, and that's not reality at all. Yeah. So I actually think that your biggest strength now is actually your ability to prioritize, not education, because you said about, um, what's the word? You said about the education being the thing that holds you or keeps you in that place but actually you could be educated but not make a priority of yourself and then you would still fall short just just whilst i'm giving feedback on that like you you can believe it's education but i think your ability to prioritize you is probably uh the thing that keeps you ticking and is probably your biggest strength because that means then you can implement what you've learned i think we spoke about this on the on the barriers to fitness day so many people don't have the education know what they need to do but they're not in then either not in a position or they're not using enough willpower probably to put themselves first, whether that's making a nutritional choice late in the evening when really we would just want to sit and eat an ice cream or a snack or go into the gym at lunchtime because we can't make it another time or whatever. So I think that's really important. But I want to get a little bit more personal in terms of your journey, because I think you said to me that your journey wasn't that interesting or people wouldn't learn anything. But actually, from what we've all just learned here, if we roll back two years ago, you were a single mum living in lockdown with two children yeah. and piled on the pounds and stopped being able to run, probably got a little bit frustrated with exercise because you were running so much but not seeing any change. So Raj, then, how would then, how do you think, you can answer this as you will, and I'm not judging it at all, someone like that who's frustrated with kind of the situation, how their body reacts, their nutritional choices are poor, you must not have been in a very good place physically, right? No. So then how does that affect... I was, I was, I was quite embarrassed, actually, by how I look. And, look, I've always been one of these people that I've not really let a lot of things faze me, but I genuinely... I was embarrassed to, like, go out and 
socialize and and see people and and it's really silly now looking back because I suppose I made it a bigger thing in my head mm. and the people I was seeing and the people I was spending time with don't judge me on how I look, but that's how it made me feel. Yeah. So a little bit embarrassed, hard to go out, didn't necessarily want to socialise. And obviously this doesn't just apply to lockdown, but also we're we're still a single mum, right? Yeah. So then it affects two other main parts of our life. One, any form of romantic relationship, whether you were looking or not. Yeah. Potentially, because you're embarrassed if, you know, some people do want to go and find love and maybe you're hiding away. But then also the main bit that I want to think about is actually you're a mum. So someone that's mm-hmm. then physically and mentally not in the best place. What do you think the difference is between you then as a mum? So whether that's, like I say, I'm not suggesting in any way that you neglected your kids or anything, but in terms of going out and doing things with your kids or... I don't know, being able to run around with them, play with them, having a men- a good mental attitude to them. How do you think that's changed now? So where was it and where would you say that's has that improved now? I think I always make an effort to do stuff with them. Hmm. And, and I, I probably, you know, I, I did back then. I think it's, I've just got more energy now. I've got more energy and I'm, I'm doing stuff because I want to be doing it rather than feeling I have to. Yeah. Do you think they would notice the difference? If you were to ask. Oh, massively. Yeah. Really? What do you think they'd say? Um, I think I'm just happier. I've I've got a bit more about me. I've got more energy. I'm probably more pleasant to be around. <laughs> um, probably see you a bit. Yeah. More because you prioritise. Uh, like so that like that. They probably get that, that. It's quality time. So I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily see me more, but quality of it we have more quality time Mm. together interesting because obviously that clashes massively or clashes or compliments depends on how well you manage it with being so career driven um Mm -hmm. and therefore kind of like managing that time so your kids would say you're happier you're more energetic you have more quality time what would your colleagues say then about Raj that they used to know and I know you've changed jobs but we'll we'll pretend yeah what what would the difference be there and what would your attitude be? Would you have a difference in like the energy and the production of work, the productivity, et cetera? What would work be like? Oh, massively different. Um, so I think the whole having the energy, but also I think I I take more of the real me to work. I think I spent a lot of time as I was building my career trying to portray a version of me that I think people would want to see so like not letting my guard down um and and it's exhausting it's absolutely exhausting like trying to be somebody you're not you know you're not you're not actually genuinely feeling that way but but portraying an image of almost being quite a swan like of yeah I'm in control I'm happy I'm everything's great and I'm in control at work but actually what what I've realized over time is people relate to people and showing a more vulnerable side of me and you know probably opening up to stuff with people I you know I have a child with a disability and god I love her to bits like she is the most energetic fun-loving person I have in my life but I 
I probably I hid that from work colleagues for a long time and it's it's not because I'm embarrassed by it it's not because I have an issue with it but it was more of a round I don't I don't want people to see weakness <laughs> and mm-hmm. and that's how I saw myself as I've got to portray this image of almost being perfect and actually what I've learned over time is that's not relatable no people don't people can't relate to that people people are human they like to see somebody else that's human and you know I I was in the office today talking about how much time I spend at the gym and how I enjoy it and you know I, I work with Nikki and we were talking about you know some of this stuff and um and I like the fact that I can just be me that's part and, of who you and, are yeah and and people like that because it gives people the freedom to be them <laughs> as well um so yeah so the main so well I mean there's loads of differences there which are obviously amazing to hear so fitness and health along other forms of growth because we don't want to just pigeonhole it oh yeah you went to the gym once so now you're this amazing person we know that's not true <laughs> but actually fitness has or health and fitness because obviously like I say we spent nine months training without really getting the yeah. nutrition side of it gave you this character this strength and kind of probably like a little bit more like going through weakness because obviously training sucks and it's hard sometimes, but getting through yeah. it probably gave transfers into your normal life then. Yeah, absolutely. And and we talked and, and I know we've had some conversations. I have, I have a real fear of failure mm. um, in lots of aspects of my life and, you know, fear of failure at work because work's important to me, fear of failure as, as a mum, <laughs> like I want to be the best mum I can be. Um, and, and I have lots of that. What the gym gives me is, you know, you took a video of me earlier and posted it of ugly but successful. <laughs> I don't care in some ways if I can go and do a deadlift. And as long as I've given it my best shot and I've tried, if I can't lift that weight off the ground, I, I don't relate to that as failure. And and it's really bizarre because it's it's so different to everything else in my life. And I think it's helped me learn that it's okay to not be perfect. Yeah, for sure. And then that just comes down to the relatable part, though, doesn't it? Because you show weakness yeah. or you fail. I think so. I had a. I used to work for a corporate company. I used to work for BGL, right? And they used to have this quote, which probably was a little cringe when I was there because I was like, I'm not about this. But they used to have this. Uh, one of their sayings was, "Fail first, fail fast." And I used to think, what a load of tosh. And now I've grown up, I think, we all fail, don't we? Like, we, we all fail. Everyone in this room has to put their hand up and say we failed at something, whether we liked it or not, or we admitted it. So to do it first and to do it quickly so you learn from it is the, is the best thing. And I think that just comes from, like, a little bit of resilience. And we build yeah. that in the gym so much because we literally go to the gym to beat ourselves up, whether it's cardio, training. Like, we're literally putting our muscles through stress or our heart rate and our well, cardiovascular health through stress so that it comes back stronger so then that comes yeah. back into play in everything that we do and that's and I think that's a good point because it does it does transfer it does go into other things yeah. what would and you know what my perception now as well of failure is so different because relating it to the gym and relating it to strength training if I've attempted something and I failed at it I'm progressing if I'm constantly not failing at something I'm not trying hard enough yeah I couldn't agree more if you're not failing you're not trying um yeah so then what's your number one tip 
for being and I know I know Graham helps you out a lot now so you can include that I don't mind but give me the number one tip of being a very career-driven person by the way I don't mean just goes to work nine to five I mean very career-driven a mum to two kids one with a disability and prioritizing yourself how do you do that because there'll be a lot of people on this call or there'll be a lot of people that watch this call back that will relate to this and think yeah that you know that's so impressive but as yet we've not helped them they just relate so how do we do that choosing my support network and it's it's massive and and again I've I've been one of those people in the past where I've been afraid to ask for help because it's a sign of failure <laughs> whereas now look Graham's brilliant like so if I need him to help me with picking the girls up or doing the shopping or, or doing things like having somebody to support me has been massive um it's important I think prioritizing so you hit the nail on the head so I was always a person that always said yes to everything at work but felt the pressure that I'd need to do it all myself well actually I've got a team of people around me and utilizing them in the best way motivates them as well as then helps me out so I think I think it's it's almost that realization of you're still succeeding even if you're using like support to get you there and and it's by being able to do that it gives me time to do some stuff for me whether it's getting to the gym and and you know just just that release that you know if I've had a particularly stressful week or day like for me I, I feel good like just to go and have a bit of me time but but just to release some tension um and it's it, it's it's placing I guess more importance on those things that make me feel good yeah but, but doing it without guilt yeah so so support system and priorities then really is like put it back in very quickly can you just hear me normally by the way my Zoom has just come up with a notification telling me it signed me out, but quite clearly I'm not signed out. So if I disappear, you know I what? I can see you and hear you, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, okay, so then we've got support system, we've got prioritising. When you think about doing the things that you do for yourself, you would say, and this is more of a, a very quick answer, that actually that gives something back because you're taking something for you. Would you say you then service others better? Oh, not necessarily more but better yeah just better just I'm less stressed hmm. um I'm not like that all the time <laughs> um but on the whole I'm less stressed so I think it comes back to that you know having quality time so if I can go and sneak off for an hour and go and do my thing but I've done that I feel better for it I've almost had a bit of a release and it's like, right, what are we doing today? Where are we going? What are we doing? What's happening? And they get a better version of me. Like the kids get a better version of me. Work gets a better version of me because if I sit in front of a screen from eight to six with no break, mm. my brain stops working after a little while. Yeah. Um, exactly. So actually going off and doing something, I come back to it and I'm so much more productive. Yeah, for sure. Okay, right. Let's wrap it up. What's your question? So my question is, obviously, we've talked about, I guess, training and fitness and, and the impact that has on other aspects of my life. What's the one other aspect of your life that being on this plan has had the most impact on? And why? Again, what's the one other aspect? What's the one other aspect of your life 
that being on this plan has had a positive impact on. I've probably not worded that very well. <laughs> um, it made sense in my head. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. You, you know what I'm like with words, Raj. You probably need to <laughs> bring it right. What's the one other aspect of your life that being on this plan has had a yeah. positive impact on? The most positive impact on you. Most yeah. positive. Okay. Yeah. That's really long, isn't it? <laughs> when I rewrite that, I'll make sure that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, when I'm, I'm not numbers, I'm not teacher in the room, <laughs> then we'll fix that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for doing that. Um, obviously, it's probably. Thank you for listening, guys. If you enjoyed that show, please make sure you drop a review. Make sure you share it with your friends. Make sure you subscribe because these podcasts are coming at you thick and fast, one a week. Uh, and again, they are giving you the tips, the hints, the tricks, and giving you the game plan to transform your body. So subscribe, rate, and share it with your friends. 